Anthony Mackie gives his opinion on whether or not Sam Wilson, Captain America, should lead the Avengers in upcoming films. Also, we have more deleted scenes for Wakanda Forever, and it's starring Okoye once again. This one was a good one. And today is February 22nd, 2023, and JT is here with his top picks for New Comic Book Day. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast. So Anthony Mackie, he will be playing Sam Wilson in the new Captain America, New World Order. He'll be starring as Captain America in this story. Uh, He just recently was in the uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier series on Disney Plus, which was an awesome series. I really enjoyed that. Uh, He just did an interview with Empire Magazine, and I saw this article on uh, CBR.com. And they asked uh, Anthony Mackie in this Empire Magazine interview if he was going to be the leader of the Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers. Uh, And this is what Anthony Mackie had to say. He says Sam is the only regular character without superpowers. Um, He's just a regular dude hanging out with a bunch of weirdos. Being from New Orleans, I've been in a few fights and heart and charisma never helped me in that fight that usually just got me beat up. So I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry that you got beat up uh, back in the day uh, and wasn't able to defend yourself. But uh, this has nothing to do with you as a human being. I know that you want to kind of set an example uh, to kids that maybe you don't have to have superpowers to be able to do cool things and fly around with wings and stuff. But unfortunately, you are playing pretend right now. Uh, There is no such thing as Iron Man. There is no such thing as Captain America at all. There's no super soldier serum or anything like that. So for you to not want to have this character be the leader of the Avengers is actually kind of offensive to me. I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I've read some comics where Sam Wilson was the leader uh, of the Avengers. You know, one of them being, I believe it was um, all new, all different Avengers. Uh, He led the team in there. He also led uh, in a story called Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I believe, where they actually went against Kang the Conqueror. So for you to want to kind of denounce the fact that he's capable of leading the, you know, these Avengers without having superpowers. It's kind of whack, man. It's like, this is a pretend universe. You know, there's no multiverse, you know, people aren't having in incursions or incursions or however, whatever you, you know, however you say that word. Um, but you know, it could be a dope thing to see on the big screen being that we don't have, you know, T'Challa in uh, the Marvel universe right now. We don't have Chadwick Boseman, you know, rest his soul. Uh, Black Panther was a big, you know, character for a lot of kids to see on screen. You could potentially fill those shoes by doing all you can as the leader of the Avengers, you know, playing Sam Wilson, Captain America. So, I mean, I think you're going to miss out on a great opportunity. And I mean, we just saw Ant-Man, right? Ant-Man is a character that has no powers. Uh, all he can do is shrink and get big. He can't fight. He can't do anything. He's, he doesn't really doesn't, you know, have, he's, he's a 
freaking robber for God's sakes, you know, like he's not a vet like Sam Wilson. Uh, so it's just kind of weird that you would not want to be the leader of the Avengers, but you know, it is what it is, Mr. Mackey. I hope that, you know, Kevin Foggy changes your mind or figures something out where you could be the leader of the Avengers. But with that said, let's kick it over to JT to see what books he was able to pick up this week on new comic book day. JT, what's going on, man? Uh, it seems like February just keeps on rocking and rolling with the reads, bro. What were you able to narrow it down to this week? Hey, hey everybody. Hey, Amir. I mean, this week, it's the same thing. I got a stack of books. You've seen it. Like, literally, stack <laughs> yeah. of books. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm gonna keep it, you know, brief and, you know, to the point. So, first up, we've got Philadelphia number 28 by Rodney Barnes and Mr. Jason Sean Alexander, another go. beautiful read. Um, basically, in this book, we still have Anansi trying to get the gods to help in this eternal battle. You have werewolves, you've got vampires, and you've got more death. I mean, not, not to be funny, but it's like literally anybody who read the last issue, you know George Washington is no longer with us. Um, but without George Washington, what is Thomas Jefferson going to do? You know, I yep. mean, the vampires right now, it feels like they're losing against humanity and, and the werewolves are just tearing through anybody. And Anansi is still trying to play chess. He's still trying to save humanity because he knows that without humanity, there's no worship. And without any worship, there is no gods. It's a pretty deep issue. I really enjoyed it. I went with cover A. Uh, there's three covers out. Um it's a beautifully illustrated issue, as always. Um, anybody who's reading this series, you will not be disappointed. I really highly recommend it. So go out and pick it up. Got Next to, up, we got have... To, got to. Exactly. Next up, we've got The Vineyard, number four, by Brian Hawkins. Nice. Um, this is an Aftershock book, and Brian Hawkins is a pretty talented writer. I love the way the art style and the pacing for this book goes uh, for anybody who's not familiar this is basically about a family who owns a vineyard and their vineyard is very you know profitable and and they have all these sales and the wine is extraordinary but it comes at a sacrifice pun intended for anybody who's <laughs> actually read it um so basically what it is is that they have to make ritual sacrifices four times a year and you think that the quote-unquote sacrifices are random people, but they're not. Because apparently this god picks. Mm -hmm. And it's a literal family legacy. And the family itself is torn apart because of this legacy. It's a really good read. Um, honestly, the family dynamic is, it, it, at times, you know, I, I see where the father's coming from. But then I see where the mother's coming from. Right. And then the son who's trying to be a dutiful son, the rebellious daughter with her husband. It's it's there's a there's so much to unpack in this book. But I really think that, you know, if you're into like horror and you like like that slight suspense, mm -hmm. this has kind of like one of those TV drama feels, but it definitely was a good read and I really suggest picking it up. So the next book is Sabretooth and the Exiles. 
Um, this is issue four. And basically what this is, for anybody who has not read this series yet, um, basically what it is is that Sabretooth, um, way back in the House of X, Powers of Ten book, um, he had committed one of the cardinal sins on Krakoa. He had killed a human. So he ended up going into the pit, and then a bunch of other mutants ended up in the pit along with him. And in the pit, it's like you're psychically, you're connected mentally, and it's like you're not asleep, but you're not awake. It's weird. Eventually, he made his way out of the pit, and then so did the exiles, and they were tasked with hunting him and bringing him you know, back to Krakoa. Um, along the way, though, they ended up um, catching up with Sabretooth and Orcus was this, this human organization that basically hates mutants had captured uh, Sabretooth and they were doing experiments on him and then it turns out they were doing experiments on other mutants. Their mindset was they wanted to raise a generation of mutants who were mutants but identified more in a humanistic way so right. that if there was a battle to ever ensue between mutants and humans they could utilize these young mutants on their side as quote unquote race traders, I guess you would say. But mm -hmm. as time goes on, you see that, you know, Sabretooth is trying to basically survive. And then there's a mystery from the last issue where they literally found another Victor Creed. And it was literally like a clone of his body or he wasn't sure, but this Victor Creed ended up dying. So now they're still trying to make their escape in this issue. And at the same time, rescue the babies that were left on this fourth station. There's five stations that Orcus has, and there's only one left. So it's a race against time. Hmm. And then halfway through, Sabretooth gets abducted. And nobody knows by who. Wow. I mean, I know by who because I read the last page. So if yeah. you guys want to find out, I suggest you go and pick that book up. I'm just saying. Last but not least, we have and I can't believe I'm saying this. Let's we go. have Superman number one. Let's go. Joshua Williamson and Jamal Campbell. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that I'm an 80s baby. Like, I'm old. So, for me, like, just looking at the cover of this book reminds me of the uh, Christopher Reeves Superman. Ah. That old school Superman where it was just like, he was Clark Kent. He went around saving the world. Life was easy, not so complicated. Fought the bad guys, went home, tried to basically fall in love with Lois. This book yeah. has that kind of feel. Nice. And Jamal Campbell's pencils on this book is amazing <laughs> because he literally, yeah, he's fire. He's fire. I mean, literally, as me and you talked about this, you know, this, this man has been doing comic books for a long time. Yep. And his talent is amazing. He did Far Sector. He did Naomi. He actually did a small stint on Cloak and Dagger for Marvel. He did mm -hmm. a whole bunch of actually Star Wars issues for Marvel, including oh, the covers. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. From like, yeah. And, you know, the thing I love about his art style is the mannerisms he gives the characters, like their facial expressions. Yes. Like they're conveying emotion. But yes. you could see it in their face, whether they're wondering something, whether they're strictly angry, whether they're confused, or in the case of Lex Luthor in this book, whether or not they got some slick on their mind. Yeah. <laughs> this book is definitely, would definitely be my, my top pick for the week. If it's something that, you know, if you're just getting into DC Comics or you just want to pick up a good 
lighthearted story with Superman. It has all the things I just mentioned in it. You've got, you know, just, it's just a simple, good, entertaining comic book. And to me, that's what matters because in this hobby, you know, sometimes we, we lose sight of the fact it's just that it's a hobby. It's escapism. You know, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be able to pick up a book, read it and go, yo, I can relate to this person or, oh, wow, this is so cool. Or just go, wow, there's aliens in this. It's, it's just that that's what this hobby is. So anyway, those were my reads for the week. Um, you guys, as always keep it 100, support your local LCSs, get those pre-orders in because that's the only way that this hobby is going to survive. You take it easy and be safe. All right. Thanks again, JT. Listen, I'm definitely about to go read this Superman book right now. Oh, I know okay? it. I know it. Uh, yeah, great team. Joshua Williamson and freaking Jamal Campbell. Wow. That's Guilty all I got to say. Guilty Ooh. pleasure. I literally read that book twice. There you go. That's how good it, it is. Between the it. action, between the action and just the art. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. For sure, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out to give us those reviews, man. And we will catch you next week, my brother. Always. Take it easy. You know you don't need to do that. Do what? Protect me. I'm not here to protect you. I'm here to say goodbye. Where will you go? Whenever my new spacesuit takes me. <laughs> I thought you said it was ugly. Oh, it's hideous. For a Dora. But I'm not a Dora anymore. If you ever need me, Naninina. Anytime, anywhere. That is what that deleted scene is called from uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, listen, that was Denai Guerrero as Okoye and Letitia Wright as Shuri having their final conversation in the movie. Uh, there's three deleted scenes that came out of this movie, and two of them I'm trying to understand why they removed them. We talked about the other one before he, on here. It was called Daughter of the Border. Um, where her tribal leader basically said that uh, Okoye should challenge for the throne, right? Now, this one, uh, that the one you just heard is called Anytime, Anywhere, uh, and it's basically uh, Okoye saying that, you know, she is going out in the world. She's no longer Adora. She's going to go be you know, this midnight angel warrior now, and she doesn't have to just stay in Wakanda or she can, who knows? Uh, but this just blew my mind. Um, I haven't heard many people talking about this deleted scenes. I mean, I could be missing it. Who knows? Um, but this leaves the door open for, uh, a spinoff series. I know Disney plus and, you know, Kevin Foggy and all the, you know, the, the overheads over there at Disney have basically said that they're trying to scale back a little bit, but if you're going to do anything on Disney plus, I feel like deny Guerrero as Okoye in her own series would be the one. Uh, I don't know what Ryan Coogler's doing. I don't know if he still has that deal with Disney plus. Uh, I remember there was supposed to be like a five year deal or five series deal that he had, you know, signed, but I haven't seen anything come out of that. 
But I would love for him to do this story to give himself a break some somewhat of the Black Panther uh, situation, you know, with everything that's going on with that and all the, the emotional roller coaster he's been on with that. I feel like him doing a, uh, a Koye series would free him of that and allow, allow him to have fun again doing this, uh, being in this world. Um, Koye is a powerful, powerful character. Um you know, a great warrior. Uh, I would love to see that. And, and Denai Guerrero just, you know, she just embodies that whole character, man. Just, oh, just a beast. But man, I just have so many questions on why the MCU did not want to have at least two out of the three scenes in uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever. I think they missed an opportunity with that because it was such an emotional movie and there was just so much going on with grief and everything. Those two scenes, daughter of the border and uh, anytime, anywhere would have gave a lot of fans, you know, a place to grasp at some hope and happiness and joy to see that Okoye was going to be going forward uh, in her, uh, her adventure or her story. So hopefully we'd get to see that as a series. Like I said, I know they're scaling back, but if they're going to do one, this would be the one to do. Uh, we already know her and his established character and everybody loves Okoye. So this would be an easy win for Marvel and Disney. So you know, we'll see. But with that said, that'll do it for today's episode of the one in 100 podcast. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Isaac this week. We're giving us the previews. Thank you to JT this week for giving us the reviews on um, all these great books. Tune in Saturday. Uh, me and Kay will be talking about hopefully Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp Quantumania. And if not, I'm just going to tell him to close his ears because I need to get this spoiler review out there, man. <laughs> so uh, tune in Saturday morning and uh, we'll be doing our thing. But uh, uh, yeah, that'll be it for today's episode. Hit that subscribe button and we'll see you later on this week. Be good to yourself and be good to others. And I am your host, Amir, and this is the one in 100 podcast. <laughs>